unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. First thing to get out of the way is alternate communities. So I think we're sitting at about 30 or 31 members right now. It is the essentially forgotten community on Reddit. Um, kind of coupled with that, I'm going to give my thoughts on Twitter real quick. Something I thought about over the past couple of days. I know a lot of people are jumping ship, and there's several of us who have decided we're going to go down with the ship, you know, just like the band on the Titanic. But a lot of people are jumping ship because of who took ownership. And it's interesting because social media, you know, for all good that it does, it does get kind of fickle. And a lot of the same people that have jumped off of Twitter don't like Bill Gates, didn't like Steve Jobs, despise Tim Cook, but yet they're using Windows, OS X, or iOS. Something to think about. Now, it could also be that there's not a lot of viable alternatives. I mean, there's Linux. Linux doesn't do a lot for, you know, the non-computer savvy. But as far as alternatives for Twitter, all the different things we're looking at are really just carbon copies. It's not anything new. You know, Mastodon, yeah, it basically, if you look at it, it operates like Twitter. You know, I haven't checked out Hive yet. I know some people have. Uh, it's my understanding. Only two people run that joint. And um, if they don't get some capital and whatnot, um, I can see that crashing and burning real fast. And then, you know, Reddit's a, a very peculiar place in itself. So just my two cents on that. It's kind of hard to complain about who's running the thing when you're using products by other people you don't like. So I don't know. What I would advise is use it to your advantage while it's there. Have an alternative waiting and then speed on out when the time comes. Blame Tag says it's hard to get the billionaire's fingers out of your pie. Well, unfortunately, most everything we use, billionaires have their fingers in and that sucks. Good evening, Erica. Happy biggest bar night of the year to all. Nice. Yeah, we're getting that stuff too. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to jump into the headlines. I've got a few here. Uh, we'll go over these and then we'll keep it moving. So headlines and headaches for this week called stupid little Hitler shop workers speak out as retail staff abuse rises. And then this next one underneath it, that's two part. The figures actually go with the headline. Somerset shop workers tell of shocking abuse from customers. And overall, the figures from the prior year, which that's what's in parentheses. So that's during the height of COVID. So as of now, that 71% have experienced verbal abuse, which is up. 48% were threatened by a customer, which is up. 5%, which was flat, were assaulted. 45% said they were not confident that reporting abuse, threats, and violence will make a difference. And 20% of those who had been assaulted did not report the incident. Next headline, LA's Fair Work Week Ordinance Passes, First City Council Vote. If you go read the article, and like last week, all the links to the articles are in the description of the video after it goes live. The one thing that they've got there is, I believe it's, they have to have a 14-day notice on their schedule. 
which is huge, which would eliminate managers changing schedules at the last minute. And the other one was if they're not allotted, I believe it's 10 hours between shifts. If they come in sooner than that between shifts, they get time and a half. So that's something to keep a watch on and see if that's something that spreads. Uh, Your next headline, Black Friday may be dying, but retail workers are still getting assaulted. Life at the economy's bottom most rung is no fun. When you go holiday shopping, please be patient and kind. Thank you. Next headline, retail employee turnover on the rise. Surprise. Um, this is a fun one, and uh, it's really interesting that the, uh, the typo in the headline. But anyway, USPS will have fewer employees this holiday season but feels ready. Good stuff right there, right? So the next set of headlines. One that we've pretty been cognizant of, a Walmart worker in Virginia opens fire, killing at least six people. Come to find out, this person was a manager for Walmart. I'm not sure what level. It wasn't the store manager, but very, very tragic. And I'm sure we'll find out more as it goes on as far as, you know, what the motives were. Uh, Your next headline, and this is a great one, you know, for you guys in fast food. <clears throat> man allegedly pulls gun on Wendy's employee after not getting sauce with his meal. Wendy's employees closed the drive through and called 911 after he allegedly drew a gun over a missing sauce packet. God, are these people going to do like this when, what was it, uh, that Szechuan sauce for McDonald's, when they try to, uh, you know, make that limited edition? Somebody will get mad and, like, freak out. Uh, next headline, ONS report into wages and inflation. Professional and scientific sectors keep pace. Retail, property, and finance suffer, and water is wet. Go read that one because it, it gives you the top three industries um, that are suffering, and, yeah, it's what we all thought it would be. Uh, your next headline for the week, fast food worker 19 loses her right eye after being punched in the face while trying to protect a special needs boy from a thug who was threatening to beat him up. I don't regret stepping in. Admirable. Um, Here's one that kind of hits close to home for some of us because of some of the people we know on social media. Fred Meyer facing class action lawsuit for allegedly not paying employees. Boy, that's been a trend here lately, and it's kind of scary. There's an addendum to the Apple Store staff petition to unionize a third store, this time in St. Louis. They today withdrew their petition, basically due to the threats from Apple corporate. Um, another one revealed which industries have lost the most workers this year. Plot twist. We all know. And, um, Americans are chugging ahead with their great resignation. And that's really one of the first times I've seen great resignation in an article recently. Um, this one was really interesting too. Uh, what in the Dollarama is going on in here? Michael's customer slams manager for mistreating employee amid store chaos. It's probably not the time to roast your employees given staff shortages. And then the final one, retail workers union raises concerns about bad behavior in stores as disappointed shoppers confront empty shelves. So, yeah, a lot going on there. A lot of news, so to speak. Um, Oh, wow. Eric has posted some breaking news as well. Um, Blame Tag says, I'm glad I've fallen off these articles since the last time I was on. Um, oh, so it was an overnight 
team leader for Walmart. Yeah, that's that's pretty sad. All right, so going into our next thing, Blaine Tag, I'm glad you're here. Let's talk about our sponsor, The Serving Times, poopable new satire for the customer service community. As if customer service wasn't ridiculous enough, five stars, hard-hitting satirical journalism at its finest, Andrew Puzder. So if you haven't checked it out, the link to The Serving Times is in the description of the video. Please go check it out and please share. It's some great, great, great stuff he's got going on over there. So I'm honored to have written or helped make Please Don't Be a Karen this year into a reality. Very talented, talented writer. Um, Another new thing, there's new Christmas merchandise. So the link to the merch store is in the description of the video. There's a code for free shipping. Ho, ho, ho. Um, Got some new items. We've got these pennants. Uh, We've got the Irish Connections most famous phrase. We've got the employees are more than a controllable expense. We also have the brand new, which will be discontinued on Christmas Eve. It's beginning to look a lot like fuck this line of merchandise. We still have the Dear Customer shirts. We still have the original Warzone shirts. We've got the retail Warzone coffee mug. There's an Irish Connection coffee mug. There's also, it's beginning to look a lot like Fuck This coffee mug. I toyed around with the idea. Um, I was able to um, have a Switch, Nintendo Switch case, um, like clamshell that goes on the back that I had mocked up. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. Now, guys, like I've told you before, I don't make any money off of the podcast. I don't ask for donations. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. So if you want to help a brother out, go buy some merchandise. Yes, the prices aren't all that great. I've lowered them down to where I think the most I make on any products like two bucks, but it helps get the word out there. It's cool stuff. You know, it's I'm really kind of proud of the beginning. It's beginning to look a lot like fuck this. Um, I guess that's the juvenile in me, but I enjoy it anyway. So there you go. Um, Blame Tank says he's going after the NRF and Retail Industry Leaders Association this week. Ooh, you're going to give me some stuff to, to put in the headlines? That would be awesome. All right, so now we're going to get to the crux of everything, which is, while we're all here, Black Friday, Thanksgiving, nonsense. So typically I do this question of the week and it's at the end. But what I wanted to do this week is if we got like some cool stories to discuss or whatnot, it was going to really be the primary focus of the conversation. After we get through these, I'm going to talk a little bit about grocery. um, And then we'll kind of wrap it up there. But what I did was I posted the question of the week and it was, Thanksgiving Black Friday story time. What was your worst working experience in grocery, retail, or service industry for either Thanksgiving or Black Friday? If the stories are good, I may dedicate the entire show to them. Ready, set, go. So we got a few responses. Um, First, let's get the party poopers out of the way. You got blame tag who, I'm sorry, not really, to say that I've successfully and inadvertently avoided working in business affected by Black Friday my entire working life. Congratulations, sir. Uh, Cranky manager, kind of same. Being in Canada, we now do big sales, but it's only happened in the past decade, essentially to keep Canadians spending money here rather than traveling. 
it's still nowhere near the insanity as the U.S. either. But then we had some actual stories. We got formerly retail musings. One Black Friday, we were in full swing with insane lines and chaos in store. And that's when all the registers in the store decided to crash. I thought the customers were going to riot. They got so mad so fast because everything came to a grinding halt and everyone had to wait. Not one of the worst stories, but it got super tense. On a funny note, though, while this was going on, I had a customer come in wanting to do a return at 6 a.m. on Black Friday. They got so angry with me for telling them they had to wait in line. I'm just doing a return. Mm -hmm. And then Adria French gave Blaine Tag and I an update on her Thanksgiving week. Um, update on tea giving week, grocery work. One, sliced a bit of flesh from my finger while slicing potatoes. Two, sliced into my pinky finger while quartering limes. Three, store director told me my cheese slicing skills were spectacular. Four, I should get a raise. Then we had Patricia Hutchins. She said, not a nightmare, but working in a grocery on Thanksgiving for the last six years, I have learned women send their husbands to the store with obscure, unfindable lists. Every year, I get several little old men with insane lists. I'm assuming their wives just want to get them out of the house so they can cook. So they come up with crazy stuff and send them off to the store. Too funny. That's crazy. I've never heard of anything like that. But that's pretty amazing if, if so. That, that's, that's quite humorous. But there's more. We've got hybrid hooligan. I had a customer ram their buggy and invert my knee, and my five-foot-tall ex had to drag me off the floor. My first Black Friday, I was working electronics, mostly the video game cases at Target back when they still had full seven-foot-tall cases, and it was so crowded. Me and the other guy were standing on the edge of the base deck while the flood was shoulder-to-shoulder like the Halloween tragedy in South Korea. It was the first year the Wii was out. Ooh, I remember first year Wii. And then KC, this was great. DEFCON 1 here. If I see another can of cranberry sauce, box of stuffing, or I'm asked where the yams are, I'm going to scream. Y'all don't pay attention to that shit for 11 months a year. Now all of a sudden, you just have to have it. Facts. Then we got Drunken Server. Once had a group of 20 come in on Black Friday. It was a typical table. Everyone got drinks and food in a relatively timely manner. Although the check was $315, they each had a separate check. And the Karen of the group felt it necessary to say, just so you know, we're going to be doing some Black Friday shopping, so you understand not getting a tip, right? I played it off saying, oh, haha, of course, thinking they were joking. Made 73 cents off the table. Then we got Pinstripe. My first Black Friday was at Target in 2009. They scheduled me for the opening shift in electronics. Everything went well for the first hour until this little old lady asked me for one of the $20 DVD players we were selling. It was the last one, and she was so happy. It was all she came out for and was for her grandson. She scurried away to check out up front. About halfway up, another woman approached her and tried to rip it out of her hand. Old lady put up a good fight, and the younger woman punched her square in the nose. The old lady went down, and the young woman grabbed the DVD player and went to check out. Asset protection and managers were informed, and the sheriff deputy we had assigned to our store was waiting for a checkout. She caught an assault charge and went to jail. EMS came for the old lady, and she had a broken nose. One of the managers paid for the DVD player for her. That is awesome. I mean, it's unfortunate that there was violence, but that is that's pretty awesome that the manager, you know, pitched out the twenty dollars or whatnot. You know, it's not a 
that big a deal. So, but yeah, there's some stories, folks. Stories. So let's take a look at the chat while we got here. Um, Erica says we thought the tickle me Elmo days were bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blame Tyke says I know my wife and her mom sent me to Win Dixie today for green peppers and something called moose tracks. Oh, that'd be ice cream. That's tasty stuff too, bro. Tasty, tasty, tasty. Only if you get May- Mayfield though, because Mayfield moose tracks is superior. But anyway, so yeah, you know nonsense, absolute nonsense. I know. I think to date, my worst Black Friday still to this day is Kmart. Um, you know that was this nonsense where we were open on Thanksgiving. I went in. I had to work overnight. We had like a sale that ran until the store closed on Thanksgiving night, which was like seven. I think is what time we closed. But then you had to put up hundreds and hundreds of sales tags and change displays only to reopen it. Like, I think it was like 11. And then at 11 p.m., you get a bunch of people coming in only for three hours. Then you had to kick everybody out of the store, lock up, put up hundreds more different sales signs, reopen, rinse and repeat. I think it was two more times until the actual opening opening at 6 a.m. Absolute nonsense. When that was going down, if you're familiar with Kmart and you're familiar with Layaway, all the register systems went down overnight. Now, think about this. Kmart wasn't a smartly ran company, so the help desk was non-existent in the middle of the night. I think they only had one person there. But anyway, the entire POS system goes down. I have a guy with a shopping cart full of merchandise, and I'm not talking like some little basket car. I'm talking like a big, deep shopping cart. He was there with his mother, got pissed off, picked up the shopping cart, and literally threw it in the air to where it flipped. Merchandise flying everywhere because the thing was fucking full. Wanted to fight. And I'm like, uh, fine, whatever. And his mother grabbed him and was like, hey, you quit acting this way. And they left. And, it, and the interesting thing was, as bad as that was, dude came back like uh, maybe like a week later and apologized because his mom made him. I mean, it's a full-grown adult. I mean, this dude probably 40 at the time, but literally hoisted a full shopping cart up in the air, customers everywhere, because the system was down. Sorry, can't do it. And then you got the layaway issue where you had people coming, you know, to pick up their layaway. And and I'll never forget the layaway line was almost to the, you know, the layaway was in the back of the store. It was about halfway up to the front. Just absolute nightmare. Worst prepared company ever on the face of the planet. Most nonsense sales I've ever seen. And then at 6 a.m. when the big event happened, the doorbusters, like I, I think the big one was like some huge TV, right? We only got three. So we had to go out and do this raffle for people who've been waiting out there for hours. And boy, when they found out there were only three, they got all kind of pissed off, ready to fight. And then as soon as we let the doors open, we had this one guy who was drunk as hell go to electronics, actually grab an employee ladder, like one of those rolling ladders, and climb up to the top shelf to grab like this TV that wasn't even on sale, knock a bunch of other TVs off and shit. Absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Um, hero says a lady asked if she could leave her eight to nine year old boy in the store at the door with me to get all her turkey bucks timestamp while she went shopping elsewhere. Oh, wow. Um, I might have to do a whole episode one night on turkey bucks just to explain that if you're not familiar with, um, Michael, what they used to do. Uh, what was the craziest fad you witnessed or heard of cabbage patch dolls? Um, Furby was big. 
Furby was big. Cabbage Patch dolls were big. Um, Tickle Me Elmo, obviously. Um, Beanie Babies, yes. Holiday Barbies there for a long time. People would fight over. That that was a big deal. Um, trying to think. You know, having kids, you know. Fortunately, most of my kids never really, like, jumped on the, like, hot toy bandwagon. You know, they were raised around certain things, and they liked Batman and stuff like that. Game systems, well, yeah. Game systems were always hot, but it, it's gotten worse over the years. I mean, I you know, I remember, like, when I got the Sega Dreamcast, it came out in 9-9-1999. So it was 9-9-99. Um, it, it was... Back then, it wasn't as fierce. Now, I do know the year that The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time came out, that was a huge one, and I managed to secure one and put it in layaway at Kmart. There again, Kmart, long before I worked there. And go to pick it up, and they couldn't find it. And that was the first time and probably only time I've really went like full Karen because I'm like, motherfuckers, that's the only thing I want is that. You better go find it. And it took a couple hours. I don't know if they pulled one out of a box, you know, that just came in or whatnot, but by God, I got it. And, you know, that was a, a big deal because that game helped my oldest child learn how to read, actually. It was kind of cool. Uh, Nightmares in the store said, I raised kids in the age of fidget spinners. Yeah, fidget spinners were a big deal. They really were. Crazy. The people that manufactured those, they just had to be laughing all the way to the bank. Now, I do remember when Rubik's Cubes came out. You know, that I was younger when that happened. That Rubik's Cubes were a big deal. Um, there was, yeah, I'm really dating myself. A hot toy when I was little was that big-ass metal vibrating football field that had the little plastic players. You turned it on, and, and, and it vibrated, and, and yeah, that was that was a big deal. So, um, by Texas, I got in trouble at school for killing a classmate's Tamagotchi. Ooh. Um, Barbie Corvette. Yes, Erica. I remember my sister got the Barbie Corvette and the Barbie McDonald's and asked me to play with her. And I said, no. And my parents were like, you need to play. And guess what? Fine. I'm going to, um, go grab my kiss dolls. And I went in and ransacked the McDonald's. And I drove the Corvette off the stairs. Never had to play Barbies ever again. And I just blocked uh, Sex Fine Biz. Snipe. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that was a, a fun blame tag. My hot photo here. Uh, no, no, thank you. Um, yes, Nightmares. Tamagotchi is that little digital keychain pet. That is correct. Oh, um, what was the... The baby doll that was like real, that actually like pissed. Well, that was like a big deal. Hero, you got to know what that's called. Um, my buddy and me like to climb up a tree. My buddy was big. Irish, what does the big toys and fads do? Do they mirror the U.S. over there, or is there like some odd, specifically Irish thing? Um, thanks, Blame Tag. Yeah. Uh, Baby Alive. Oh, hi, Jill. Uh, that is unfortunate. I understand, though. You know, I work grocery, and I just happen to be off on Wednesdays. And it just works out that, 
yeah, I got to work on Thanksgiving, but when the grocery apocalypse started today, I don't have to be there. Now, I did go in to get some stuff, which was probably foolish, and it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was crazy, but, you know. Um, <laughs> Nightmares in the store says, my buddy, I have my brothers because he's scared of dolls now. He's watched too many horror movies. Um, Iris says it's hit and miss. Some of the fads make it. Some don't. We have some of our own. Oh, Irish real quick. So one of my favorite YouTubers is Sam, the cooking guy. And I'm watching his video on how to do like this half ass emergency Thanksgiving dinner using a chicken. And I watch and he's using butter and I happen to see him open the wrapper and I go to freeze frame it. And would you know it? He's using Kerrygold. There you go, Irish. I was, I was very pleased. So you tell Jill, you tell her she's here in spirit. That's all that matters. Just hope she doesn't chop her finger anymore. Um, speaking of which, you know, tell her I feel bad about chopping my thumb off almost a month ago. Um, this past weekend was the first two days I actually let it go naked without my thumb condom, so to speak. Um, it's healed up pretty big scar, but it still feels kind of weird. So I understand her pain. Uh, not mirrors and sources blame tag. Everyone knows my buddy is Chucky. Welcome to Steven. Oh, by the way. So, uh, Steven Petrovelli going to be on the show the seventh. I believe if I got that date wrong, let me know. But I think it was the seventh. I think uh, I sent you the fifth or seventh and you said the seventh was okay. So he will be back on talking about his comic book and all other stuff. So that will be excellent. Maybe we'll talk about some wrestling too. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, I'll piss on it. Fair enough. <laughs> but so let's talk a little bit about grocery real quick. You know, I, I do want to cover this. So, you know, the day before Thanksgiving is like, it really is the equivalent of old school Black Friday in retail. And I say old school Black Friday because I think Black Friday is pretty much dead. You know, it's, it's, it's not the same anymore. And <clears throat> that's probably a good thing. You know, I, I think it's better for these businesses to spread out deals over the month then, you know, stampedes. I mean, yeah, Black Friday's still a thing, and yes, people are going to act a fool, and yes, it's going to suck, but it's getting lesser and lesser, and it's something that needs to die anyway. I mean, it's a dangerous situation in a lot of places, but <clears throat> nobody wants to buy the $50 can of cranberry I posted on Facebook Marketplace. That is because this year, we were in better shape. Now, I, I did think that we would run out of some stuff, and, and we did, but not as early as we did last year. So our overall in stock was actually pretty good. Um, there were some things, um, a cream of mushroom soup, Campbell's brand, didn't get it, completely wiped out, gone, as of like yesterday. So tough shit, you're not getting it. Cranberry sauce, we had. That was an improvement since last year. Last year was, like I said, but this is America. What do you mean you don't have cranberry sauce? Now, I don't know why people like that stuff. I think it's nasty, especially the jellied kind. There's a, a local restaurant here in town that every Friday, they, they do like a meet and three, and they have this most excellent turkey and dressing because I'll eat turkey and dressing year-round. I mean, if, if a restaurant makes it and it's good, I'm, I'm down with that, right? So we go, and I'm sitting there with Hero, and I'm like, I don't want the cranberry sauce because it's the little jellied-like slice that comes out of a can. And she's like, oh, can you get that on the side? I'm like, Why, how do you people eat that? That's nasty. 
Can some nostalgia. Okay, nostalgia is one thing. You could look at a picture. But eating it, no. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, nightmares on the store. I, I, just, I just can't get into that. Uh, Blame Texas. My wife said you can't be friends if you don't like the jelly kind. Mm, no, sorry. You know, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. And, but, you know, some things happened again this year that happened last time. You know, outside vendors didn't bring enough of their stuffing. Gone. <laughs> you know, it was like, whatever. Um, Jill says, gravy is the big hot item here. I think people would drink a quart of gravy. I'm in the South, Jill. Half of our blood contents gravy. So I understand. Yes, we sold an epic fuck ton of uh, Heinz turkey gravy. Gone. Here's a fun fact. It's not hard to make it. But by God, they'll buy it in a jar. Uh, Erica says there was a Kroger store that lost their entire reefer truck of tr- uh, reefer truck of turkeys because some dumb ass shut it down. I hope it was a meat department employee, the ultimate customer revenge. Ha ha. Um, Iris says blame tank. My wife is the same. I have to try to find some in the morning. Not easy here. Oh, what what is with the cranberry sauce? It, I, I, I I don't understand. I mean, it's like. You've got this this wonderful, glorious meal with turkey and dressing and all stuff, and they give you like cranberry. It's cranberry jello. Can can you not make cranberry jello and it be the same? I mean, really? Same kind of texture, you know. You can do you could do a, a fun game for Thanksgiving. You can do cranberry jello shots. There you go. So you're able to deal with the in laws you don't like. <coughs> Uh, Jill says, we make our own cranberry sauce here. Guess what? We use actual cranberries. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, Hero says, it tastes like Thanksgiving. And Hero's apologizing for for me. I apologize for him, y'all. And throat punch enters the chat. It holds the can shape. Right. Um, <laughs> Flame Tag says, my wife's coming in the chat now. You done fucked up. I, hey, hey, you you guys do you. If y'all like it, that's great. I hope I hope you were able to get it this year, and the store you frequent was fully in stock. Um, uh, not Marysville store. Miss Blame Tag, I do not eat gravy out of a jar. I eat homemade gravy. Hero can tell you a very interesting story about gravy in a jar. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, but but you know, same thing, you guys. My my mother. You know, it was, it, it is a staple. I mean, it, every Thanksgiving dinner I've ever went to, somebody's got it, but it's just not my thing. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's kind of like you got all this, this, this rich tasting food on the plate and you get this plop of like sweet. And it's like, if I want sweet, I want like sweet potato casserole or something like that. Not, not the, the jelly stuff. I mean, it's like jelly. I mean, like you put that on like bread and biscuits. Um, Steve is also a strictly dressing, not stuffing person. That is correct. Stovetop stuffing serves its purpose for I don't know what, but homemade dressing is the way. Ooh, Erica, that sounds good. Oven roasted Brussels sprouts with loads of garlic. Yes, uh, I miss blame tag. Um, we, a lot of people here evidently do eat it straight out of the jar because we sold a shit ton of it. Um, you know, it's uh, in our household... You know, with the exception of one instance that that will go down in infamy and we'll never let each other live it down. Um, both my wife and I, we make our gravy homemade. 
And, uh, it, you know, and that's something as a Southerner, you know, my whole thing was learning how to make white, basically milk gravy. And it took me years to figure out because, you know, a lot of it's like, you know, the your grandmas and whatnot, you know, have this feel, you know, for how, how to do it, you know, how much. I finally found a recipe that actually equaled it out that I can memorize and it come out okay. The secret is house altry, chicken breader. There's your answer. <coughs> no stuffing and boycotting? No, I mean, I, I like stovetop. But... Like, I went to a restaurant here locally that's like a catering place, and they had turkey and dressing one day. And I'm thinking, well, it's a catering place. They do, like, homemade stuff or whatnot, and I get this turkey and dressing, and it, it's just it's just stovetop. I'm like, oh, I could have done that at home, you know. Um, Blame Tech says, Mel, my wife and her family don't make or eat stuffing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's, um, it, it, just like cranberry sauce, it's it's an acquired taste. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. If it was never a staple growing up, you know, during the holidays, then you know it's not. I mean, I, I can see where you know some people don't do it. I know many many years ago, I um, went to somebody's house and they had stuffing and it had oysters in it, and I was like, oh, that's weird. It didn't taste very good either. But that's the first time I ever had it because you know you try it because you want to be, you know, polite. You know, and, and you guys are crucified me for this, too. I don't like bratwurst at all. Jill says, I heard from Adria yesterday that a customer told her that she should drop what she's doing because the customer comes first. Customers don't know shit. Yeah, did Adria have a knife in her hand? Um, because if I'm not mistaken, did she, did she work like in um like a fruit bar, melon bar kind of situation because Hero does the same. And and, and she's heard the same kind of nonsense. Um, this episode did go in a weird direction. It really did. But that's what makes it fun. It, and it's all for the chat. I mean, you know, you guys kind of lead this a lot of times. And, and it's cool where it goes because it, it's awesome because there's so much different stuff that comes through. Um, and it's an interesting conversation. But, you know, Getting back to the grocery thing, I mean, the employees in these stores, man, I mean, it, it's a full-on assault. And, you know, like I said, not that they're very self-aware anyway. Customers this time of year, are any self-awareness they did have, it's gone. It's gone, even if they had any. Because you will get mowed down. That You could have a seven-foot-tall pallet pulling a pallet jack, you know, full of, like, say, sugar or whatnot. Down the floor, they'll see you. And they ain't moving. They go in to get their cranberry sauce and their jarred gravy. And, and you know, they're basically daring you to, like, run them over. And it's just like, come on. And it getting from one side of the store to the other side of the store, you know, it's like bob and weave, man. It's like a running back in football trying to, you know, get to the end zone, cut, you know, duck and roll, duck and roll. And <coughs> it's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And these people act like they've never shopped before. And the thing that kills me now, I understand from a financial standpoint, because, I mean, let's look at it. I mean, you know, due to inflation and stuff, prices have went up. People have the budget. Okay, so there are some people that probably were not able to shop until, like, this week. And I feel sorry for them because, you know, they might not have had the option to get out and get what they needed to get. So they may suffer from the fact that, hey, 
these places are out of stuff. And that is unfortunate. And that's what makes the system so unfair. You know, they may have had to pay a bill or something and say, oh, you know what, I got, I got to wait one more week and I'll, I'll get everything. And they miss something, you know. And to a lot of people, the holiday means a lot to them. Imagine being that kind of nostalgic person that Thanksgiving means a lot to you and your family and you've got to put off all this stuff and you finally get to the point where you're like, hey, I can go do this. And you have in your mind what you want to do, and you can't. And, and that does kind of suck. You know, that, that's kind of terrible. But, you know, it's, I mean, today's grocery Black Friday. It really is. And I do work tomorrow. And, you know, I work 12 to 8 store. You know, it, it's, it's, it's fine. Because, you know what, it's not going to be that busy. Tomorrow's going to be like last minute. But another company that a lot of people don't realize that gets completely assaulted today and tomorrow is Dollar Tree. <laughs> Dollar Tree, less payroll than a grocery store by leaps and bounds is like the last minute destination for things that people forgot. Aluminum, cooking pans, um, you know, paper towels, paper plates, uh, turkey bags, all those things. And it's a zoo. Uh, hero is right. Foil pan chaos. To give you an idea, when I was a Dollar Tree, what would happen is you would get in this ridiculous shipment of foil pans. And literally, if you go into a Dollar Tree, the way it used to be, there was a table set up front. It was like item of the week. It could be some little nonsense, knickknack or whatnot. Oh, but when Thanksgiving comes, that goes from a little table to a complete, like, huge floor stack of aluminum trays and aluminum pans. It's just ridiculous. Um, Erica says, and you have so many Kroger employees nationwide working for free due to the pay glitch and dealing with the asshole customers. On yeah. <clears throat> yes, that is correct. Um, yeah, the payroll glitch thing, that's some bullshit is what that is. Um, blame tech says, oh, and a lot of people at Win Dixie, no, at Win Dixie, Dixie getting those full term. Yeah. Oh, it, another thing talking about grocery. Um, blame tag when Dixie obviously is down there where you're at, um, Southeastern grocers, the, the parent company of them is looking to sell out. And I think they own when Dixie and they own other, I think they own one, like one other chain. I'm not real sure, but they're looking to get out of the business completely and sell the company. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, hero says, cut the box open and run away. Yes. Um, Erica says black eyed peas for new year's. Yep. Um, Jill says the biggest thing here for last minute things is whipped cream and butter. Yes. Yes. Um, welcome hybrid. I don't know if Kroger or bomb Erica. I think that they're looking, I think because of the Kroger Albertson thing, Southeastern grocers, which has had problems anyway, because we had a local chain in Southeast called Bilo that they bought years ago. It folded. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, they, they just don't have the pull and the distributorships that, a lot of companies do. So, um, Publix, I don't think would buy. I, I've, I've got a theory. I'm not going to get into it because of where I work, but I think you'll see a different player in the game. Just, I, I just think so. Um, but you know, with, uh, with, with grocery stores and whatnot, man, this time of year, I mean, is rough, but here's the thing. And, you know, several of you have mentioned it in the, in the chat about like, um, Black Eyed Peas, collard green, stuff like that. This stuff doesn't stop. I mean, yes, today is like the apocalypse in grocery. But this goes on 
through the end of the year. I mean, why? You got holiday parties. You've got, you know, people doing Christmas get-togethers. You got people doing Thanksgiving later. Um, and if you are, if you live in a football area, you know, you got Thanksgiving tomorrow. Then you got rivalry Saturday. Blame tag. You should be. You and your Mrs. Blame tag should be familiar with this as well. Um, due to your birthday decorations, but anyway, you've got rivalry weekend this weekend. So you got Thanksgiving on Thursday, and you'd think, oh, oh, they're done. We're gonna get a couple of days break. Oh no 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 no, you don't because. Saturday at noon, you have a home game close by with the two interstate rivals. So all these people who wound up buying all this food and, you know, going on and on and on, they're going to be coming in on Saturday morning wanting fruit trays, vegetable trays, chicken wings, all the stuff for, you know, their, their tailgating party. And, it, and it's a condensed amount of time because the game kicks off at noon. Now, if the game's a little bit later, like at 3.30, you, you, it's a run-up to that. But it doesn't stop. So then you got that. And then the following week, you have conference championships. Then the following week, you're getting closer to Christmas. And you've got church parties, like Jason just said. You've got church parties. You've got businesses having their own little functions. You've got, you know, holiday parties, schools. And then... Don't forget about your bakery folk either because you're in a, a football area. Now your bakery's got to do cupcakes and, and cookie cakes and stuff decorated in the team colors, and your floral person has to have balloons. and what a, it, It's an onslaught from now until January. So the, the break-off is when collard greens and black-eyed peas hit because that's the signi- you know, that signifies it's almost over. <coughs> and, you know, it's... Grocery stores, by and large, have more payroll than most other retailers. I mean, they really do. And, you know, they're having, you know, just as much problems staffing as others. But it, it's go, 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 go. And then think of us folks that do the stocking and whatnot. The trucks get bigger and bigger and bigger up until this week, and we might have a little bit of a flat line, but they're not going to be small until we get into February. You know, it's because... You, you sit back and you look and you're like, my God, how much fucking food can these people eat? My boss had a great idea last year. He said he was going to open up a weight loss clinic like next door. He'd be, he, he'd be double dipping, but that, that was smart. I went into work, uh, let's see, Sunday. Last Sunday went shopping. And we needed coffee creamer. And uh, there wasn't much. I mean, the entire dairy was blowed out. And I go to work on Monday, and I'm dairy support on Monday. The entire thing was just empty. I mean, it's like, my God, how much can y'all buy? And you fill it up. Oh, guess what? By 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you're right back where you were. That's the thing about working in retail and if you, or grocery and you stock. It, it, there, it, you never are able to make it look good and it stay good. It is a constant repetitious cycle of gluttony from people who will just come, you know, completely annihilate whatever it is you just stocked. It's over and over and over and over again. And, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tragic, you know, for the employees because, you know, it's hard, especially if you wind up like Jill 
or Adria or Hero or people like that that are working in a production standpoint at a grocery store. If you're chopping fruit, you're chopping vegetables, you're making trays, you're making cakes, you're making all this other stuff, that's really hard because you have to deal with people that want shit now. And it just doesn't happen that way. Or, you know, there's a certain way you do a certain thing and they come in and they want to custom order something that's just like out in left field and throws everything in a wrench. I mean, and you have people, you know, I know this for a fact, somebody can make a tray, put it out. It's a hundred percent fresh. A customer comes up and says, no, I want a fresh one. Well, I just put that one out. Uh, no, I want one now. It is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, to kind of your point hero, why can they not understand ordering ahead? Probably, probably because of their concept of freshness. And mind you, these people are going to get in your grill over shit, over ridiculous stuff. Mind you, these are the same people that are going to pay five bucks for celery that's chopped up when they could go buy an actual thing of celery for like a buck 99 and go home and chop it because they lazy and just lazy. Like I said, we, we just, we discussed this before that bullshit is, is insane, but because they're lazy and I guess maybe they think since they're paying more, they're entitled. No, no. But th- those folks that work in like, you know, the departments where you're producing stuff, you know, constantly is nah, man, that, that that's rough. But Jill says, cheese and charcuterie plates. These people are evil with their demands. Yeah. Because there's always those folks that do something outside the norm that throws everything off. And then they get pissed off if they throw something at you that you've never heard of and you're asking questions. And then they're like, oh, well, shouldn't you know what that is? Well, no, maybe not. No. <clears throat> and, you know, in this time of year, you know, we talk about retail a lot in Black Friday, how bad it is. And, but, you know, for the most part in history, Black Friday was a buildup, and then you had that big day of death, right? Grocery, this stuff builds, like, over weeks and weeks and weeks. You 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 can see it when it starts. You, you can see an uptick and know when, you know, the wheels are about to come off the wagon. But it's a steady increase from probably two and a half weeks ago until, like we've said, February. Retail doesn't really have that. Retail Black Friday comes and, and you make it to Christmas Eve. And, and and we all know this. If you've worked in retail or if you've been a manager, Christmas happens, bam, payroll gets cut, sales go down. That's that's what happens. And, and it usually runs that way to like March, sometimes April. You know, guess what? Everybody needs to eat. Grocery store doesn't drop off like that at all. Uh, Jason says, I always like the, is there fresher in the back? New. No. Um, what do you think the back is? Uh, Hero says coming to produce mad that there's no cheese trays. Yeah, because produce doesn't handle cheese. Kira says, I'm still getting paid $12 an hour, even if you're paying $20 for cut up fruit. So fuck off. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, grocery is, you know, I, I think it's a secure business. If you work for a good company, for one thing, I mean, it, because it, it's necessities. I mean, you know, when I worked at, at home, we didn't sell anything there. To everybody, anybody needed to live, you know, guitar center, you know, nobody needs that. You know, musicians will argue, I need guitar strings and whatnot, but you can get them other places. But anyway, you know, working in somewhere that sells perishables, you, you sell something that people need. And it's, 
because of that, you deal with, you deal with all kinds of people, all kinds. Um, blame taxes. The back is a magical place where you can find anything you need, unless you get lost and haven't been seen for years. Um, Jill says, if I hear one more customer tell me about checking in the back, I think I'll vomit. You know, I really wish that our employers would allow us to take people, um, back to the stock room and be like, are you not entertained? I mean, take them back there and let them see what do you think's back here? You know, do they think, what, what was it? Was it, what sci-fi show was it? Was it Star Trek where they had like this little weird microwave thing where they pressed a button and there was like the food that they wanted. That was some science fiction show or whatnot. It doesn't work that way. And hero says, somebody get me a clip of him saying people don't need guitars. I haven't bought a guitar in a long time. So there don't tempt me anyway. But yeah, I mean, gro- groceries, groceries hard, uh, you know, having to deal with this influx of people and, and I do feel sorry for, her. I mean, um, Oh, it was star Trek. Okay. Erica says some people take it upon themselves to walk. Yes. That actually happened last night. As a matter of fact, um, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Jason says stock room is a cornucopia hook straight to the fields. Yes. Um, you know, and they do, I mean, and this time of year, I mean, especially in grocery, when they're looking for something they can't find, boom, you could have like a sign on the back room door that says employees only that was like on fire or it would electrocute somebody. They'll still come through. They don't care. I don't care. Can I get some boxes? No, go to UPS, go to USPS. Oh, the replicator. That's what it's called. Yeah. I knew I saw that somewhere. I guess that's what they think it is back there. We got a replicator in the back. Yes. I need, if it was that simple, why don't you have one at home? Replicate your own shit, bitch. You know? And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, I wish we could give, you know, and this is, this is a way to make money. I just thought of this. Businesses should start charging like, $2, $3 a head to let take customers on a tour of the back room. We can make some money and we can prove to them the back ain't what they think it is. That would be perfect. I think we need back room tours, especially when they go into stores that are well-maintained and there's nothing in the back room. That's really going to piss them off. But Hey, you, you, you say it's back here because there's nothing more infuriating than being somebody over a back room or you know what you have all that other kind of shit, right? You know for a fact you don't have something. It, it And you have to go back there and pretend to look so the customer doesn't complain. But you know it's not back there. It's like, what the hell? You know, um, Jason says, if you can find it, you can work here. Hey, that's good. Hero says, a Dollar Tree backroom tour murder mystery. Now, look, ladies and gentlemen, don't ever ask somebody at a dollar tree to go check in the back because they're not going to be able to find it. If it's back there, it's just piles and piles of boxes everywhere. Don't believe me. Google dollar tree back room images. That's about what they all look like. So give it up. Ain't happening. Um, Jill says I had someone get up in my face about whether the coffee grind was regular or fine. This was about pre-ground coffee. I had no idea. None of us do. We read the packages just like everybody else. (coughs) Blame Texas. You charge me for this. There's nothing back here. Yeah, no shit. Hey, it's a win-win. Piss them off and you take their ash. 
I just don't get it. I, I you know, I really don't understand. I mean, it, it's, uh, oh, nightmare says I can verify that as an ex Dollar Tree employee. Yeah, those back rooms are nightmare. Nightmares in store. Didn't you love inventory at a Dollar Tree? Nightmare. But yeah, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, keep retail employees and service industry employees and your thoughts and all this stuff this time of year. Man, grocery folk, I mean, number one, yeah, I think they were essential. They were the ones, I, I, I would love to see a statistic on the amount of deaths from COVID. I know that sounds morbid, but I'm willing to bet that the largest majority of deaths from COVID in the retail slash the business industry were grocery guaranteed because those are the ones that had to stay open and there were no protections. Nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. And you were just, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. It was just terrible, terrible. So hero says, I'd love to be able to have one day where I could just be like, Holy shit. I can't believe we didn't think to bring that out. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. And see, that's the other thing, you know, any of you that work in a grocery store, you know, everything's about margins for departments and making sure that, you know, you've got certain things out and you're selling through and you don't have a lot of waste and things like that. The average customer doesn't understand how much of a focus that is, which tends to lean towards their whole what's in the back bullshit. Man, if you've got good department managers and whatnot that know what's going on, trust me, if it's going to go out, they got it out. Now, that doesn't mean there are going to be some departments that don't. There are going to be some departments that will tell you they don't have it, and they don't even know what they have, fucking have anyway. The ones that are running the department, they have no clue. They're just making shit up. Their shit's so disorganized or whatnot, you can't find I mean, they're, they're, I mean, it happens. It's all businesses. I mean, just regular retail. you got department managers, same thing. You know, they don't know what's going on in the department, but they're, they're there doing whatever. You know, it does happen. But fortunately, you know, where I work, you know, in our departments, we got some pretty good people. And um, they, they've been around a while, and they understand the business. There's not all of them, all right? And I'm, I'm not going to say the whole place is great. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, most of our department people are on point. Uh, Blame Texas, I hate to say this and be the asshole, but I've actually found it back there two or three times. Stalkers running out of time and leaving shit. Um, that's That's fairly factual, too especially in a business like yours. I can promise you it's not like that in most grocery. Well, I, I, okay. It's not like that in most grocery stores. If you have a management staff and a, a stock staff, that's worth a damn. That's that all hinges on that. You know, if the staff's bad, chances are, um, but you gotta have a good team. And, and, and that starts at the top of management and management, hiring people and get, and putting a good team of people together. And, and that's, you know, a conversation we've had before. Um, hero says, imagine being sad about being away from family this time of year and go day in day out, hearing this crap from customers, real talk. The customer is full of bullshit. Don't take it to heart and let it get to you and take away something special from your loved ones. Agreed. Agreed. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to, to say something i have been desensitized for the holidays uh the amount of holiday damage that hobby lobby specifically did to me it, it changed me as an individual um uh, i have a wonderful family who is very nostalgic and loves the holidays and i'm i'm basically like ebenezer scrooge i mean i'm completely numb you know it, it's 
And it's unfortunate because, I mean, I wish I wasn't that way, but I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to act like, oh, look, there's the Christmas tree. Yeah, no, I'm, that's that's not me. But that's something to take into consideration, too, with the people that work these businesses. Long-term people in these businesses turn into this. Turn into the guy who, or, or gal who, who just hates the holidays. You know, uh, I'm a Clemson Tiger fan, and our head coach is Dabo Sweeney. Love him or hate him, whatever. There's one thing he always talks about is he doesn't let people steal his joy. Well, that's not a lesson that I learned a long time ago because the retail business stole my joy. And my advice to everyone is don't let it steal yours because the holidays, for some people, that's their joy. And we can joke and, you know, whatnot. Oh, Halloween's not even here. Why there's not Christmas and, and stuff like that. There are some people that means a lot to. It doesn't mean anything to me, and that's unfortunate. I wish it wasn't that way, you know. Um, but for those that it does mean something to, you know, let it mean something to them. And that's something that I, I need to be better at, too, because, you know, holidays are just like, you know, it's just a day off, you know. Um, um, yeah. Uh, Nightmare says, I've argued with customers saying it's not in the back, then checked and found it in the back and had to lie to save my pride. Yeah, that happens sometimes, yeah. Uh, Jill says, the problem is, why do customers feel entitled to bark at workers about finding stuff in the back, even though some other worker may haven't done something right? The customer shouldn't get the customer should not get to dictate. That's that's the problem. You know, it, it's I had a conversation with somebody the other day whilst working, and they were complaining about we got we there was something we didn't get in or whatnot. I'm like, fuck them, then go to Walmart. That's where I'm at. Now, would I say that to a customer? No. I might look at them and be very, very nice, have customer service, which would not be, but be thinking, I don't fucking care. We ain't got it. Go on. <laughs> you know, it, it's, you just, you just can't. <coughs> but, and then Hero trying to call me out on my holiday speech says the guy who put the Christmas tree up last year because I was working a billion hours, Holo may have broken, but he loves us. I do. But I'm, I'm just, I, the holidays don't mean shit to me. It, it's, it, it, that's sad. I'm, I'm, I don't give a damn about my birthday. I don't care about Thanksgiving. I don't care about Christmas. The only holiday I enjoy is is, is um, Halloween. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Because it's spooky time. Um, Iris says, hey, Blame Tag, just thought of a story. You could rewrite the Grinch's backstory. He's like that because he used to work retail. Oh, you better credit Iris because that is a, uh, Jill, that is great. That is damn perfect. It's. The Grinch's origin story, blame tag. You could be famous on this one. Like famous, famous. Wow. Mrs. Blame tag says, Mel, you're totally justified in not saving face. You're saving the world from false expectations that items are always in the back. Mrs. Blame tag for the win. Perfect. Perfect. Um, but yeah, this has been this has been interesting. And Hero's right. We live in an immediate gratification society, and that is terrible. And you know what's fostered that? Social media and, you know, the information age. You know, now you need a recipe. Boom, you go online. There it is. You need this. Amazon, boom. There it is. You know, technology, I love technology. A lot of it I think is great, but it's ruined a lot too, a whole lot. Flame Texas has got a really good one from Ranty Koo. I got to be crediting a lot of people this season. 
Um, Hero says, yeah, you see all the food those dang who's ate. Yeah. But, but you know what? You know, and this is great. I know a little while back here in the chat, some I think it was Blaine Tech says this took an interesting turn. This is what makes this great. This is what's cool is having you guys in the chat just chopping it up over shit. This is this is amazing. This this is the kind of stuff that you know I get my my jollies on. It's cool seeing you guys throw ideas out there. It's cool seeing you guys talk about different things. It's cool that we can all have differing opinions and not fight. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's what makes all this worthwhile. Every bit of it, you know, I don't feel the greatest right now, you know, but I'm here. I mean, hell last year I did an episode where I had COVID, you know, Oh, solidarity with rail workers too. Um, I want to touch on that real quick. If you haven't been following that, if y'all thought Christmas during COVID was bad, if the rail workers strike, well, boy, y'all better hold on your hats. Um, it's uh, going to be something to see because if the rails shut down, that's it. All right, Ms. Blaine Tag, we can beef over it. You, you know what? If somebody bought me a can of it, and I didn't want it, I would personally send it overnight to you just so you could have it. Look at it this way. People like me means that you get more. I'm one less person to buy it. Uh, Jill says, I hope they do strike for their own sake. It's time. I agree. And the White House got involved in all this, and and I've said this before, I don't like to get political, but the White House getting involved in this is from an economic standpoint from wall street. It's, it's all about saving big, you know, was it too big to fail? Right. They're not trying to broker a deal for the rail workers. They're trying to find a band aid to make sure capitalism keeps moving. And that's why I'm okay with the rail workers turning it down. Put the screws to them, man. Shut it down. If you're somebody like me, the holidays don't really mean it. Okay. What? I mean, I'm I'm Southern. I'm per- perfectly fine eating a can of beans, sandwiches, whatever I need to, to to have something to eat, right? It might not be glamorous. So if the rail shut down and crumples everything, hey, maybe the rail workers going to wind up being the real heroes because somebody needs to. I mean, it's so disingenuous that the government is getting involved trying to act like they're making things better when they're not, and they're just trying to to save profits on Wall Street. That's really all they're doing. So go, rail workers. Do your thing. Shut it down. We'll be all right. You know, if there's people out there that aren't going to be all right, man, y'all should have done some studying or, or learning how to fend for yourself or something out there. So, you know. Uh, Blank Tech says the Retail Industry Leaders Association is asking Congress to intervene. Of course they are. Of course they are. Because we're coming up on December. We're co- This is Q4. This is the perfect time. The perfect time for the rail workers to walk. Because you know what? You, you The closer you get to Christmas and the longer they strike, the more power they have to bargain and get what they deserve. You know, because 
they can shut it down. And they're an industry that, you know, really could start like a tidal wave of change within a lot of different segments, sectors of retail and all the other industries by doing so. And, you know, we, we've talked about general strikes and things like that. The biggest fear and all that is, and this is why capitalism sucks for so many people, is there's a lot of us who would love to go on strike, on a general strike, right? But guess what? The landlord's not going to care if we don't have any money coming in because we're fighting for something. The power company isn't going to care. The water company isn't going to care. The people that financed your car aren't going to care. The people you pay rent to aren't going to care. So they've got you by the balls. So there's got to be a better way to figure out how to stand up for it and break the system without everybody getting put out on their ear. And that's the only thing that's holding it back. That is it. That is the only thing. You know, it's it's um, the fact that you're held back by necessities. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like prison, you know, in a way. Um, Jill says the wage raises in the deal don't keep up with inflation, so it's not actually raised. Correct. I mean, my God. I mean, us that work in retail and grocery, and all this, who are you talking to about, you know, inflation and wages, man? We getting fucked. <laughs> Have been. The only thing that saves it is if you're lucky enough to find something that you truly enjoy, and that kind of lessens the sting. But I'm telling you, you know, as a single individual, man, it's hard to make it out there. It's hard enough as a couple, but as a single individual, shit, it's rough. Blame Tag says the deal gives them money, but not the quality of life changes they actually ask for. We'll give them to them. You know, that's the thing. Truck drivers, rail workers, it, it's it, it's crazy. I mean, the, these are these are the businesses that keep capitalism moving, you know? And if they really cared that much about their precious dollar, they give them whatever they want. But they're not going to. And that's a shame. So, you're right, Tiffany. The single people in this economy, it's rough. I don't believe anybody should have things given to them, but I do believe that there's a better way and things can be more fair, and that, you know, I'm going to die on this hill. A lot of people don't like it. You know, you'll see a lot of headlines out there talking about how wage increases are killing small business. Okay. That's probably true, but I'll say it again. If your business plan and your business model relies on you paying people the least amount you could pay them, you probably shouldn't be starting a business. And I get tired of hearing people complain about how, uh, you know, my business is going under because I can't pay these people. Well, you didn't adjust with the times either. You know, it's fair is fair. Nobody's asking for a handout. I mean, some people are, but I mean, nobody, everybody's just asking for something that's fair. And when inflation shoots up like it has and wages do not match even at all, we got a problem. And don't get me started about, you know, the minimum wage for servers. That's some bullshit in itself. So, but having said that, we're sitting at hour 10. This has been quite the engaging conversation. I enjoy it greatly. So, I've got to check the date. I think the Friday I have a server on. Um, That'll be cool. Uh, should be waiting on stupid. Then Wednesday, I've got Mr. Petrovelli again. 
So that'd be cool. And then we'll keep going from there. So um, once again, if you guys have not, you know, subscribe to our channel or anything like that, please go ahead and do so. Um, like I said, I'll make any money on this. So it'd be nice to get the word spread around. Also, too, don't forget the Christmas merchandise, you know. Ooh, we have somebody new. Um, the Christmas merchandise, uh, like I said, there's a promo code so you don't have to pay shipping. Like I said, everything's expensive everywhere. Just know that I'm not gouging anybody. I'm, you know, I'm sitting there doing these shirts and whatnot, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, the cost on, I mean, God, the cost on like a fucking T-shirt now is like $16, $17. It's crazy. But anyway, so check it out. You know, if somebody, if there's somebody that you know that would enjoy it, buy it for them or whatnot, it'd be kind of cool. Uh, you know, I would like to see, you know, shirts spread around somewhere. Somebody sent me a picture. Of, I mean, I know they're in Ireland. All right? I know we got Warzone merchandise there. Check out the pendants, though. The pendants are cool. Um, I'd be a-okay if the only thing anybody ever bought was the Irish Connection pendant. It's actually cool. Um. The Serving Times. Share your favorite Serving Times articles. Proud sponsor of the Retail War Zone. Yes, go check his shit out, man. If you are not reading the Serving Times, you are missing out. But having said that, everybody, I will post on Twitter and wherever what's coming up next. Um, the audio will be up for this probably sometime later tonight. Everybody have a great evening. Have the best holiday you possibly can tomorrow. If you celebrate, enjoy your time with your family. Don't be a grumpy growl gut grinch like me um enjoy every bit of it and if you love cranberry sauce eat it and relish it everybody have a great night and we'll see you next time